0: A finite being in a finite segment of time receives infinite punishment that has to be sort of kept up and maintained by God. That says something about the nature of God. In Seventeen million years from now, whatever you want to say, that God is still punishing that person.
1: Come on.
2: Looks good, doesn't it? I'm excited. Thanks, Gary. You and I will go. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Is anybody out there? You all gone to sleep? So it's, it's a little bit, uh, just a little bit warm, but uh, we can all be alert, can't we? Good morning. I think I'll ask the stewards to turn the conditions down to low and hopefully no one will melt. It's good to have you in church today. Fantastic. Good to see all the mums and the bubs and the dads and the grandpas. Turn to your neighbor and say, you look wonderful. <laughs> now, put your hand up for the person next to you said, of course. <laughs> People in the room. So we are really excited about uh, Sunday Night Lights, and it's going to be very different, very different format. It's going to be a little bit more gritty. Uh, It's going to be rated about PG, sometimes M. Uh, We're going to really try and scratch where the world is. So uh, we're hoping it'll be a wonderful thing that God will bless, and we'll see uh, many people come to know Jesus through a non-traditional format. That's our our goal. And uh, this morning we're going to look a little bit at, uh, again, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Um, I'm told that I am the longest preacher in the world. We've been in the book of Corinthians forever. But we're up to 12. We're up to 12. There's only three more chapters to go. And essentially this morning I'm trying to be in a very different mode. One of the things that I'm really hoping will happen in our church is that we will get a real breakthrough in terms of the tangible expression of God within the house, you know, having that open portal. It's my heart's desire. It's something I struggle with as a pastor because of a range of issues and there are distractions that mitigate that now. Like I would like those air conditioners to go down if we can. That will just really help. Oh, huh, instantaneous. Isn't that brilliant service? And, you know, it's, I have to take the responsibility that just not to teach about this stuff, but to actually do this stuff. God and miracles go together. The God that we serve is the God of the
1: miraculous.
2: He said, let there be light and there was light he spoke the earth into being he split the red sea he is a god of miracles of signs and of wonders and sometimes i think that we're just looking for the signs and we're wondering where is it in the life of the church and we touched a little bit on it last week that the fact is in the current um the corinthians saved out of pagan background were well and truly familiar with the supernatural I mean, you didn't have to tell them about demons and curses and supernatural things. That was their bread and butter. What they had to learn was that there's the bad stuff and there's the good stuff. And they were getting that mixed up a little bit, and they're bringing all that as disorder into the house of God. And I'm just audacious enough to believe that the God whom we serve is more committed to bring His presence and glory to earth and what we are. That He desperately desires to find a people somewhere that will position themselves, God, if you want to pour out revival, if you want to pour out your spirit, start here. And that's a real challenge because the devil doesn't want it, the world doesn't want it, our flesh doesn't want it. And so we really are in a place where we want to do this really well. Um, I, I think one of the things that we really have to start to embrace now in the modern world is, is an ability to respect and honor worship and word. And it's so often that we turn it to a church service between you know 10 o'clock and 11 whatever it might be and stuff. And yet the way we come with our attitudes and the honor that we give to both the word, to worship is critical, absolutely critical for the word of God to move. You know, the essential difference between our church and a church that's really seeing incredible things happening is that there's expectation and people roll up early and they're wanting to see God move and they're expecting to see God move. You know, there was a time during the Pensacola revival where in Brownsville, Assembly of God, it was a church that was no more holy no more spiritual than any other Assembly of God church in America. In fact, it's in sort the of backwoods. And the uh, pastor himself is on the edge of quitting. His mother has just died. He's going through uh, a time of great grief over that. There's been a church split. And he's been in his church for year after year, and nothing has happened. He was feeling so low that whilst it was Father's Day. He felt, I don't want to preach. So he calls for a friend of his to come and preach for Father's Day and do a Father's Day special, an evangelist fellow. And of course, uh, uh, you know, the rest is now history. It's that from that meeting started an incredible revival that touched the world, changed, transformed the church. And, you know, I've got a copy of that sermon. I watch it over and over again because the preacher, bless him, he was pretty average, <laughs> he wasn't that clever. He weren't that sharp and then he gets to the end of the message and you can see everybody's like looking at their clocks. You know, it's Father's Day. Come on, I've got to go home and visit Dad. I've got the roast in the oven, yada, yada. And he has an altar call. And, you know, it was one of those altar calls where nobody was moving. Nothing was happening. And so he moves from, as if someone wants to give your life to Jesus, please Come forward. Does anybody love Jesus? (laughs) Please come forward. A really long... There didn't seem to be anything happening at all in that particular meeting. And after about a 20-minute phone call, I think there was an old man in the church who probably felt sorry for the preacher. (laughs) He says, we've got to get him out of the building somehow. (laughs) And so he walked out the front. And with that came another and another and another And thousands, hundreds of thousands of people were touched as a result of that. How good are we at respecting the word of God and the worship of God and the presence of God? I think it matters. We did touch on 1 Corinthians 11 where just the way that women would wear their heads and their behavior in the church really wasn't about head coverings, was it? And the length of your hair was about, do you understand where you've come? What you're doing? Is it important the way that we behave in the church of Jesus Christ? And I think some things as simple as using your PDA phone to check your emails in church probably is disrespectful to the Holy Spirit. Ooh. Yeah? Oh, okay. I thought that might have been a bit hard. Now, if you're using your PDA to look up your Bible and take notes, that's a different story. But whatever the distractions might be, you know, looking at someone's head and saying, oh, have you seen her today? Or an attitude in the heart. All that affects what's going to happen. In the book of Mark, I have no notes today, so we could go anywhere. (laughs) Genesis to Revelations. In the book of Mark, chapter 6, this is something that was brought out at our state conference by uh, Wayne Alcorn, our national president. It's something that we all know but he just brought out this point that in the town of Nazareth Jesus could do few miracles and he said won't you quote this proverb to me that a prophet is it without honor in his own country aren't you Joseph the son of Mary i mean that was really insulting to Jesus we know who you come from and he goes on to so say where because there was no honor there was no power jesus could do few miracles there because of their unbelief so unbelief one of the ways that unbelief manifests itself is in a disrespect to what god want you know whoever god is using to bring the word and whoever's ministering when there's that level of lack of honor then you find that will affect what god can do in the house now, can I just say, you know, those of you know me well know that I'm probably—I hope that I walk fairly in, with integrity and humility as best I can. I'm not a person who's into elevating the past. If you know me well, you know as much as sometimes people will get you to stand up and clap the past. So that's not what I want. I think we should elevate Jesus. So you know me, because this can be abused. There are some people who take honor to an extreme, where, you know, the man of God, the woman of God, becomes almost a demigod, and it's out of it's out of order. But the way that we handle the worship service, the way that we handle the word, will affect then what takes place in the congregation who would love to see God move powerfully and not do a few miracles. Actually, Jesus had a bad day. only did a few miracles. I'd love a bad day like that. (laughs) Only a few miracles. Um, But we would love to see God move in uh, power and signs and wonders. You see, that's the one thing that the world cannot actually still wrestle with, uh, deny, is when they see someone who used to be lame and could not walk, and now they're walking, they've got a problem with that, haven't they? As much as we can develop good, sophisticated answers and apologetics, when you have a miraculous experience, it really does make a difference. does, doesn't it? So who would like to see a miracle today? I'd love to see a miracle today. I'd love to see a miracle today. So the Bible says that, you know, brothers, concerning spiritual things, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I don't want you to be stupid. I don't want you to be ignorant. Know some stuff. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to serve dumb, mute idols. Really important because he's talking about things that can talk and things that don't talk. The statues that you used to serve, they were dumb. They said nothing. But when the spirit is moving, things get said. Words of prophecy are said. Words of knowledge are said. Tongues are said. Things are getting said. I want you to know the difference between those sorts of dynamics. And he says, Therefore, I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says that Jesus be cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And I think if you take a superficial reading of that, you miss its intent. Because to say Jesus is Lord... Back in Corinth, 2,000 years ago, was a massive statement. It was a statement that could kill you. It was a statement of incredible significance. It meant that what, when you said, Jesus is Lord, you were saying, I'm re- removing myself. I've got some hum back here. So if you can help me with my humming. Mm, me. me, 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 me what was i talking about being distracted jesus is lord uh in that particular time who was lord caesar was lord in the in the roman economy in the roman empire caesar is lord for you to get ahead for you to get a job for you to survive in the roman empire you knew that there was one lord the son of god and his name was caesar And the moment you said, Caesar's not Lord, Jesus is Lord, you are literally putting yourself in the place of rebellion. One of the incredible ironies of church history is this, is that the Roman government feared, absolutely feared the Christians. Because these Christians went around saying, Caesar isn't Lord. There's a new king on the block, and his name is Jesus. He's the true son of God. And they were terrified of these Christians. They weren't carrying swords. They had no ballistas. They weren't an army on the move. But they actually did overthrow the Roman Empire in a space of 200 years because they said, Jesus is Lord. And when we know that Jesus is Lord, then he's Lord over my appetite. He's Lord over my internet. He's Lord over what I do, what I think. He's Lord over my attitudes. I have shifted myself from my being Lord, which is where most Westerners are at, even the ones who go to church. Ooh. Can I take that one back? No, it's true anyway. <laughs> most people actually operate, I will be my God. I'm at still at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and I will decide what's right for Mike. I will decide what's good for Mike. I will decide what's bad for Mike. I'm not going to let God decide what's good for Mike. I'm not going to let God decide what's bad for Mike. I will be my own God, thank you very much. And what Being a biblical Christian means shifting allegiance, shifting your loyalty from self-rule to God's rule, where He is Lord. We sing the song, He is Lord. We don't sing it very often these days. Simple song, but that was a song that could kill you back 2,000 years ago. Is Jesus Lord over your life? And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. That is an incredible thing. There's an internal dynamic of the working of the Holy Spirit that elevates the lordship of Jesus Christ, where He is the boss, not Mike. Then the text goes on to say there are different kinds of gifts. There are nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, and there are nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 love, joy, peace, kindness. And these nine gifts and these nine fruits. It has been noted that if you look at a dove, the dove has nine pinion feathers on both sides. One one feather has nine, the other has nine, nine fruit, nine gifts. I think God's intention is that the fruit of the Spirit would be well-developed in my life before the gifts of the Holy Spirit become well-developed in my life. Because unless you've got those things roughly in parallel strengths in your life, what will happen is that you'll be a one-winged bird. And uh, Colstringer says, when he's up in the Northern Territory, you've got nothing to do up in the Northern Territory, one of the things you do is you catch flies. Flies up there are big ones. Big ones. You know, they can actually come down and take like, little babies. You don't know, see them flying off. They're big flies. <laughs> what you can do is have real fun with these flies is you take off the wing on one side. And then you're just watching it going round and round and round and round and round. You reckon it's a bit cruel on the fly? Yeah, just step on them, yeah. No. so. But I've seen Christians like that. They're all focused on the gifts of the Holy Spirit because that's powerful and it gets attention. You don't always get attention for being loving, joyful, kind. I mean, we should do. So one of the the challenges that we have is to choose we want to mature in the things of the Spirit, we actually have to mature on this stuff called fruit as well. If we don't, we'll just be fruits and flakes. And a lot of damage is done when people start to move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit when the fruit's not in order. There are different kinds of gifts. There's the same Spirit that distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same law. There are different kinds of working. But in all of them, everyone, um, but in all of them, and in everyone, it's the same God at work. Very Trinitarian formula. The spirit, same Spirit, same Lord, same God. Very Trinitarian, and it's the same God. So here's the point that he's trying to make. He's going to make this point again and again throughout 1 Corinthians 12 through to 14. But here's the point. Dear Jesus, I pray for a spirit of revelation and impartation in Jesus' name. Here's Paul's point. If I am full of the Holy Spirit, it's the same spirit that lives in Carolyn. Same spirit that lives in Lorraine. Same spirit. And he's not schizophrenic. So if it's the same Spirit, then we should all be on the same page. So there should never be conflict between one person moving in the gifts of the Holy Spirit and someone else because, in theory, we're operating out of the same Spirit. So if the same Spirit is in operation in all of these gifts, there should be an alignment, there should be unity, there should be some sort of flow and confirmation taking place. Amen? Does that make sense? So if I'm feeling that the Holy Spirit wants to bring a word this morning and that word is uh, God wants you to understand that the devil's distracting you from your destiny. Actually, that sounds quite good. God wants, to, uh, God, God wants you to know that the devil wants to distract you from your destiny. It's not a big thing. It's just distracting you. And I bring that forth. Then you actually want someone to come along with something that's going to be similar to that. Or sometimes just shut up saying, oh, thank you, Lord, you've delivered the mail. I don't need to send a follow-up. <laughs> because it's the same spirit. We're all in the one team together. When we come into the, public, um, into the public assembly as we are, we have not come for my pleasure. I've not come for my enjoyment. I've not come for my encouragement. I've come to be part of a war team to see the supernatural, to see miracles happen. I want to ask you a question today. Whose responsibility is it this morning? to align themselves and posture themselves so that the miraculous flows. Is it all mine? Or is it all ours? It's ours, isn't it? Now, I want to tell you this. Today, I have worked incredibly hard on trying to position my heart and life to move in the miraculous. I've been speaking in tongues, which really works for me. I've had a little little confession going in my mouth. I am God's man of faith and power. I am God's man of faith and power. I am God's man of faith and power. I am God's man of faith and... Dear Jesus, help me. Oh, God, I am God's man of faith and power. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. I want to see... I've been praying and seeking God today. But you know what? One argument with my wife on the way to church can affect that. (laughs) We took separate cars just... Even coming to the service can be so distracting. And all you need is just something to come and you can lose your anointing. If that's for me, how much for you? If that's something I've got to wrestle with this day, what did God want to do for you today or through you today that the smallest distraction could have stolen? It's a challenge, isn't it? So one of the things I'm going to try and do is work out getting better. In the area of changing gears. Most times when I stand up on this platform, I'm just being very honest and open with you today. You like my little dress? It's a white one. Um, most days when I get up here, I tend to flow, I think, in a teaching anointing. And then I find it difficult to change anointings into ministering to the gifts. So I've been flowing this way. And I, I, I don't know how to better change gears. I think the musicians are a key to helping me do that. I think you're a key to me helping me do that. And it's not all about me. That's why we've got a prayer team because we actually want this to be body ministry. We actually want you to do this together with me. Because the Bible goes on to say now to each one, say each one, to each one, turn to the next your neighbor and tell them, you look like an each one to me. Turn to your other neighbor and say, that means You now to each one the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good everyone here today knows jesus is lord yeah knows jesus is lord who's been animated by the holy spirit you've got the manifestation of the holy spirit and it's for the common good it's not for you it's for others And it's for the common good. Sometimes it's better that you have a private conversation and over a coffee with someone if it's not for the common good. Yeah? Yeah. So one of the um, wonders of the ancient world was called the Lighthouse of Alexandria. It was meant to be the tallest building that the world had for literally hundreds and hundreds of years before it was destroyed by an earthquake it was 140 meters tall It was called the pharos and it was a lighthouse and apparently you could actually see the pharos from the other side of the mediterranean on a good day i mean this was a spectacular thing the word pharos is the word where we get manifestation from so to each one is given the lighthouse is given the ability to show god off who knows my god the God of what power, the God of wisdom, the God of love. Do you know this God that I'm talking about? Well, to you and to I is given the ability to show God off. He's not going to be seen on the big screen. He's going to be seen in me and in you. And we have the ability. If we're full of the Holy Spirit, there's an if. If we are full of the Holy Spirit of Jesus, Lord, we have been given. Is the Bible true? We have been given. We have been given. We have. If you've been given, you've been given it, haven't you? The ability to show God off. The world is looking for Jesus. The world is looking for power. And the Bible says that we have been given the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. To each one there is given the Spirit a message of wisdom. They say that there's nine gifts, three are revelation gifts, three are proclamation gifts, and three are demonstration gifts. To One's given the message of wisdom. To One's given a message of knowledge, by means of the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit. Now, a word of knowledge is when God actually reveals something to you supernaturally. Some knowledge that you don't know directly. And one of my challenges, your pastor, is sometimes I know what's happening in your lives. So it's not the miraculous, it's Facebook. <laughs> but you know, so what I do, I've got I've, I've to just relax, kick back, because it doesn't come from your conscious mind, it doesn't come out of the, the part that wants to control, it comes from that other part, your spirit. So you've got to relax. And I'll speak to myself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, make melody in my heart unto the Lord. So even when you don't hear me, you know, I'll be saying, And I'm expecting God to prompt me. I'm listening as I'm doing that. Just trying to put my, and see, you know, there's something over there about Blake right now, you know. I don't know what God wants to say to Blake, but I believe God has something he wants to say to Blake. I don't know what it is. I really don't know what it is. But I'm just going to continue to pray. Just think it through. Just wait. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it'll come. Now, what will happen for me is when I move in the gifts, often I actually just have to step out in total faith. And I have no idea what's going to happen. Sometimes I just have to open up my mouth and say, Thus saith the Lord. And I've got no idea what the Lord's going to say. <laughs> and then something happens. And, and things start to flow. I'm right that right now. I'm, I'm, I'm actually Blake. There's something in my heart for Blake. I'm drawn to actually there's something happening in his life, something there. So I'm saying, God, what is it? And then what I will then begin to do You start to pray, and sometimes then the flow begins. The flow begins. And so I'm just going to have to do that. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) sorry. Are you still there, mate? Don't go away. We'll see if there's any fallback here. So I still don't know what I'm doing, but I just feel. Sorry to embarrass you. So Jesus. Oh, Lord. Jesus, Lord, one word from you can change our life forever. And, you know, the funny thing is I always want to sound like I'm smart and intelligent, and come up with something really, novel, you know, something really clever. And sometimes God doesn't want me to be clever, he just wants me to be honest. And, uh, and so all I'm getting right now is the word disappointment. And uh, I have no idea where that's going to go. But the words come, and so I'm just going to pray into that and see what happens. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name. Jesus, be exalted, we pray. Lord, I thank you for this young man. Lord, I just pray that there's been some disappointment in his life. Lord, right now, you would just breathe upon him. You'd rip that out. And, Lord, you put a confidence and a hope in his future in the name of Jesus jesus lord we release him from disappointment in the name of jesus thank you lord thank you lord Now i'm actually going to go away from that actually not feeling i did very well but i don't know i do not know that could save his life i don't know i don't know sometimes you just have to be obedient sometimes you just have to do what god tells you now that's, that's how faith operates. So there's the word of knowledge. You know, there's been times when God has saved my life because of a word of knowledge. I know of a man, young man, by the name of Phil McCourt, some of you know Phil, is a pastor. He's driving down Kargodich Road like I all do at 120 kilometers an hour because it's... No, no, I wouldn't do that, would I? And as he's driving down Kargodich Road, you know, it's farm country, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit says, slow down, Phil, right now. And bless Phil, he actually listened. Slow down right now. And within an instant, there was a cow right in the middle of the road. Missed it by that much as a result of that. That's a word of knowledge, isn't it? Now, on top of a word of knowledge, sometimes you need a word of wisdom. Now, a word of wisdom is a supernatural impartation into your life that will tell you what you need to do. You might have supernatural knowledge, but then you need wisdom. At times, Gary's been given a word of knowledge, and then he's needed advice on getting the word of wisdom to go alongside that. It's that supernatural direction. Don't take that job. Don't do this or do this. This particular week, I did stand as the candidate for the state president for the Assembly of God in West Australia, and I lost. And there's a whole bunch of stuff I won't go into in terms of some of the politics involved. You don't need to know that. I'm walking out of the room, and the Holy Spirit says to me, Mike, Proverbs 4.23, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the very issues of life. That was a word of wisdom. There's great wisdom there, isn't there? The ability for that to happen. Now, imagine how that would have been if I came to this church and someone came up to me and says, Mike, I want to pray for you. This is what the Lord says, guard your heart. Before. What do you think that's going to do for me? Yes, Lord. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. So word of wisdom. Then there's another gift of faith by the same spirit. A number of years ago, I was playing squash and I hurt my back very badly. I used to be quite judgmental of people that had chronic pain. I used to think, oh, suck it up. <laughs> my wife was giving birth to a baby. She was screaming a little bit. So I just told her, honey, pain is a four-letter word. She was not happy with me. She gave me a look that could kill. Could kill that x-ray look and stuff. But, you know, I mean, I've, been in, I've broken stuff. I've cut myself. I've done stuff. I just suck it up. I hit that ball. Something went my back, and I went bang. And I, I, I sort of like then had to walk home like I'd done something in my pants. It wasn't funny. It was not funny. It wasn't funny. I still remember it wasn't funny. Now, listen, God gave me a gift of faith for my back. So I wouldn't actually advise this for anybody else, but I've never seen a doctor. Don't have an x-ray, and I don't want to know, and I can still outwork most of you. So that's a gift of faith. Now, someone else, I'll take them to the doctors, and we can do all that sort of stuff. So God wants to give gifts to everyone, just not the pastor, just not to you, but it wants to see these things move. Right now, there's a discerning of the spirits. You know there are spirits at operation in this church still that are not pure. There are impure spirits in the room. Now I could embarrass people, but I'm a pastor. I'm praying that the anointing will rise up to such a stage that conviction can come, deliverance can come. Yeah, is that a good thing? So the manifestation. So one's given miraculous powers. The prophecy. The other distinguishing of spirits. The ability to know out of what spirit someone's. The another speaking in different kinds of tongues, bringing an unknown language, and then the interpretation of that tongue. So when someone gets up in our church service, and I want to start seeing this happening more, and they get up and they bring a public message in tongues, believe it or not, outsiders are going to think we're mad. But they won't be bored about it. And they'll ask questions. What was that? A number of years ago, I invited someone to our church, and there was this tongue and interpretation. And uh, he came from a Catholic background. The end of it it says, I didn't know you still had Latin in the mass. (laughs) What was all that about? Well, the next hour I told him and came to faith, got filled with the Holy Spirit. So it is time to start stirring ourselves in the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. Start to shake ourselves loose and say, God, be honored. Let's not do anything that's flaky or out of order. Let God be exalted in all these things. It goes on to say in 1 Corinthians 12 through to the end of the passage, just as a body, though one has many parts, but all, but all its many parts from one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit to form one body. So we're actually little cells in one body. You know, But it's one body with one mind, and that mind is the mind of the Holy Spirit. We need each other. We need to support one another, to love one another, and to do that which is good for the building up of the body, building up of the person next to you. When we move into an ecstatic position, when we sing to ourselves and psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, we are literally placing ourselves into the area where God can begin to use us In the Holy Spirit. I don't want to invite you to a church service. I don't want to invite you to three fast songs, two slow songs, and then you sit down. I want to invite you to leave the world, to come into the presence of God, into the Holy of Holies, and draw down the power of God. Jesus. That's what I want to see. And I can't do it by myself. I've tried and we're all on the, I think we actually are on the same page. I think we're on a journey. But wouldn't it be wonderful today to see people instantly released and set free. And, and you know, as I look over the congregation, what I just did for Blake, I could do over and over again. As you start to move, all of a sudden it gets a bit easier. You start to see things. Little, little Dana, I've got something for Dana as well, and Elena, and Ash has been doing a great job with those young people. Got someone full of the Holy Spirit recently. Fantastic. You know, stuff. Terrific. Absolutely terrific. And every once in a while, there's a total stranger. I love praying for them. Because then that you open up the gap then of what can go on. But it goes on to say that the body's made up of many parts. Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not the hand, I do not belong to the body it would not have the reason to stop being part of the body. If the ear should say, because I'm not the eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not stop being a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, imagine that, one big eye, raw seers. <laughs> That'd be scary. Where would be the sense of hearing if the whole body were an ear? We're just one big ear. Where could we smell? You know, He's having a real, the imagery here is really quite humorous. But in fact, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, then where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. And of course, again, the analogy is we are meant to be working together in unity. We're all not going to be the same. We're going to be different. Yes. And that difference needs to complement each other, work with each other so that the body works. If we're all prophets, we're an unbalanced church. If we're all mercy people, we're an unbalanced church. If we're all tongue speakers, we're an unbalanced church. If we're all one thing, we're unbalanced. God wants all of you to move in your gift, in your ability. God's given to each one of us the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. So may God begin to do things in our services. in the And I ask the uh, the team up right now and yeah look it's hot it's distracting but can we just do a drill right now as war soldiers for jesus can we do a drill of actually standing in the presence of god and positioning our hearts in a way that god begins to say i can begin to come and move and do things in this place can can you help me with that you know I want to tell you, the worship team isn't here. You're the worship team. And we're just going to take a few minutes and see what God does. The AGM can wait if we have to. God may do something, I don't know. But we're going to just push into Jesus. There are people here that need miracles. There are people who need adjustments in their life. There are forks in the road that can take them to good places and to bad places. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah Jesus we do love you God Jesus oh Lord.
1: Jesus what
2: be something like um, I don't know. How great is our God?
1: How great is our God? Sing with me. How great is our God? And all will see. He's in
2: a strong sense. There are a number of people here today. You are being stalked by destructive spirits. And uh, God is actually warning you today. Get, don't entertain them. Get rid of it. Stop it. You have the authority in the name of Jesus to rebuke and be set free. And I just right now declare deliverance over your life in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus. There are some here today, I believe, that you've lost hope. You're a good person. You've you've loved God. But something has come along and it's stolen your hope. And God wants to just restore that to you right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, hope comes. Hope comes. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Hope now comes in Jesus' name hope it's going to be okay you're going to win god is on your side in the name of jesus in the name of jesus thank you lord jesus father we commit ourselves as a congregation to be people of the spirit lord sunday by sunday lord, we're just starting something here today but lord we want to be free Lord, we don't want to be flaky but we want to be free so lord stir up your spirit stir up your saints awaken us dear god you are the god of the miraculous we embrace miracles into our life right now in the name of jesus miracles of provision miracles of attitude i feel the lord saying to some of us we need an oil change we need an oil change We have been using the same oil for a long time and it's just gotten black and dirty and God wants to provide a new dose of Holy Ghost oil for you. Jesus.
1: How okay. great
3: i
2: receive right now wherever you are whatever your issues are it's the Holy Spirit hope comes deliverance comes life comes how great is our God
4: week i didn't get an opportunity but we were singing a song and the line is there's a city that waits for us there's a city out there that is waiting for us we're not here to have this happen to us just for us we are not to hold on to what the lord is doing amongst us we are to share this we are called to go the great commission didn't say stay the great commission didn't say sit and it didn't say just stand but it said go so, everything that is happening to us today is to build us up, but so that we can take this amongst the nations, not just the city of Armidale, but amongst the nations. I believe there are people here who I love dearly, and they're going to leave, and they're going to go, and I'm going to be very sad about that. But they are called to bigger, and greater, and better things, not to put down what we're doing here, because this is vital. This is important. This church has a reputation for sending people all over the world. And there are people here today who are going to continue that incredibly great tradition. There is a city that waits for us.
3: Jesus.
0: said, I feel like in Isaiah 6, Jesus um, Jesus. was I mean, not Jesus, God was saying to um, Isaiah, whom shall I send? And he said, here am I, send me. And I believe there are people here today that and he's saying, God is saying, whom shall I send? And he's saying, it's you and you have a desire to serve God. And God is saying, whom shall I send? If that's you today, just say to God, here am I, send me.
2: Jesus. Jesus. Friends, I just want you to get hopefully a taste of what's happening right now. This is not the strongest anointing I've ever felt, but get a taste for it. This is where we should seek to position ourselves Sunday by Sunday and to see that Go from one level of anointing to the next level of weight and glory and honor. So now we're just not doing church. We're not just going a formula. We're actually trying to step back. but God breathe upon his hands. And that's useful. Wonderful. God bless you. Thank you for being patient. Let's sing this song one more time, and then we'll dismiss you and uh, get
0: you back for an AGM. Although Matt would like to say something. Um, I thought about this in my seat for a minute just to try and make something more intelligent or more sort of smart like Pastor Mike was saying but it's really simple so I hope this is for someone the Lord just said to me that I need to know that his sacrifice isn't wasted on me and his sacrifice isn't wasted on you or you up the back who's not sort of into it as much his sacrifice isn't wasted on these guys at the front here it's really important that you know that Jesus died for every one of you and it's maybe a cliche thing that you don't really understand properly yet but his spirit is here now and he wants you to know that the sacrifice isn't wasted and sometimes I feel that it is I can't justify what God did for me but that's okay, I don't need to be able to do that, it's not a waste
2: Thanks Matt Thank you Lord Jesus How great Sound guns. Oh. One more. Heather. Okay. Okay. All right. I reckon that's something you could do. A few minutes, but thank you. Because that's confirmation. We are learning together, guys. Who's frightened? I'm frightened. Are you frightened? No, you're not frightened. Come on, Francis. We're learning to do things decently. Let God be God, let Him breathe, let Him use you the manifestation. God's been shown off, isn't that wonderful?
5: God's heart is yearning for you, for your whole heart. He loves you so much. There's no words to describe what God feels for you. He's yearning over you. And he's saying, come. Come to me with your whole heart.
2: Thank you, Lord. Come on, Barry. Thank you, Lord. One of the things that's useful when we move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, sometimes the draw on that is compassion. Uh, there's actually you know, this tremendous sense of, you know, I'm connecting with this individual. Thank you. We will let you go when you're ready. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
3: Stay tuned in. I do believe that the Lord is saying to specific people here this morning that you may feel as though you've been deserted forgotten but I believe the Lord's given me the scripture to say that your eye has not seen nor has your ear heard the things that I have said in my heart and in my plan for you as my servant, as my individual person I would call you by name so that is for you this morning I just ask receive it, receive it as God has given it to you. Have your ear to hear what the Lord is saying. If you'll seek me, you shall find me. He knows you've been seeking and yet you've not just found that specific thing. But he's saying unto you personally this morning, let your ear be tuned to me. Let your eyes, for I will remove those scales from your eyes that you will see the things that have not yet been shall become for my word is yea and amen is mm-hmm. the name
0: fantastic they're queuing up today
1: the oh,
0: name. oh you're worthy of praise Lord Jesus we are in the midst of a war and the moment we forget that We are in grave danger. And I believe that the enemy has been speaking to people in this place. And he's been telling you that you've got a bad heart. He's been telling you about who you really are. And I believe the word of the Lord to you is that you are a new creation. That you have a good heart. And that your new nature is now the Holy Spirit. That is who you really are. You are love joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And you are in a war, my friends. Because if you realize that, the gates of hell shall not prevail. I speak in the heavenlies right now. Devil, you are not allowed to speak to the members of this church anymore. That they have a new nature and a new identity, and you are not allowed to speak to this church anymore. Jesus. We stand against you. We raise up a standard of thought against you. That we are a new creation in Christ. God, that old things are passed away, and those familiar spirits, I speak you out of this place in Jesus' name. Yes. You are not Thank allowed you. here anymore. Thank Jesus. You Thank you, Lord. New,
2: new, new. Thank you, God. Hannah's going to be the last, I think. One of the things that Paul teaches the church in Corinthians is that let two or three do it. Then let two or three do it. Let two or three do it. So it is awesome that we're turning the tap on this morning. It's staying healthy. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, congregation. Hannah.
5: I have testimony. Testimony. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, God. God is good I have problem health For many years Because of I'm happy I cry When I'm sad also I cry When I'm happy I cry Thanks God And then I'm very suffer because of this pain I go to doctor No pain Go in my stomach And then by this, I feel shame. I'm not, I don't have confidence. And then I'm worried every time what's going on. But God is good. By his time, I am healed. The pain is gone. My shame is gone. I am now faithful. And then um, I'm real. My body is relaxed now. Oh, I can't explain I to you because like a I have problem English. God is good. Please, God is good. church gives thanks to God. Hallelujah.
3: Amen.
2: Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, look, I think it's a happy day. I think it's a very happy day. God's done great and mighty things, and it's just the beginning. Amen? Amen. Pray for your pastor, but it's just the beginning. I wanna sing happy guy. generals from this
1: house it's our destiny, it's our history, we've done it over and over again